And we continue, Father, to ask that for your name's sake, that today's word will resonate with our hearts. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You can't get these at the store. So don't try to look for it. This is a new mix pepper. I got a picture of some of the other peppers that I've grown. And now I, ha I know that there's some gardeners in the audience. Can I raise your hand? Some of the gardeners in the audience? Yeah, I see some of the hands raising up. Oh, now so, so most of these you cannot get. You can get the shishito peppers, but the Numex pepper you can get. The ají dulce pepper mm. and the gorbachi pepper. You can't buy these. So I grew these in my backyard. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't an easy task. Oh, no, those of you who garden, you know it takes a lot to grow, make things happen, receive that fruit. Oh, man. So uh, after planting, I planted this. I picked this this morning for you. So I could show you. But I planted uh, these peppers in April 24th. And about a month afterwards, half, half the plants died. They're just gone, dead. And then the summer came with the heat, took another batch of plants. And I was like, oh, I can't let all these plants that had to buy a shade cloth for it. Then I set up an irrigation system because they need constant watering. And then I was like, oh, the, these beds don't have enough soil. So I, I bought some new beds and set it up so that it could have more soil. All that to say that these are some of the most expensive peppers <laughs> I've eaten. I mean, it's, it's been worth the journey, but it's not easy. There is an ingredient that we need to be good gardeners. But more than that, there's an ingredient that we need to, to live out our Christian life. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's go to the book of James. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Perseverance. What is perseverance? Oh, it's continued effort to do or achieve something despite the difficulties, the failure, and the opposition. The difficulties, the failure, and the opposition. You may say, Jorge, it's, it's not a great revelation. We know that to achieve our goals, we need to put forth perseverance. 
Just like, that's, that's nothing new. But what I'm here to tell you is that sometimes what we have is the addiction of selective convenience. The addiction of selective convenience. Know what that is? We want to persevere in one area of our lives, but we leave the others behind. You see in this culture, oh, we love perseverance. Oh, we got books, talks, movies on perseverance. You've seen them. They're nice. But they mostly surround three topics where we like to really apply our perseverance, and that is our career. Oh, get 50 degrees. Spend all the time in the office because you have to do what it takes to make sure you rise to the top. Make the business successful. Hmm. Second thing that we like to apply perseverance is sports. Oh, spend all the time that you need to shooting those hoops. Like, you know, like your favorite players. Thousand shots. Make sure that when you're up to the free, free throw line, you make the shot. Spend all the time practicing. Become the greatest soccer player. And the third thing that we like our favorite perseverance subject is the arts. Oh, spend all the time, countless hours, slaving in the piano. Make sure that you become a master. Yes, hallelujah, we want to be those things. Those things aren't bad. You do have to apply perseverance to that. But God is looking for us to apply Perseverance to love. Love takes perseverance. You see, Matthew 22, somebody asked Jesus, Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? What is it that God wants us to do most? The things that he's asked us to do, and this is what he said Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. And it doesn't, doesn't take very much for us to find out why is it that God is trying to help us to focus on love. Have you seen the news? Turn into the wars that are going on. God is calling us to love amidst the war. He's calling us to love amidst the stress. Calling us to love amidst the anxiety. If we sang it, if ever I love thee, oh my Jesus, tis now. It's now the time for love. That's why in John 15, 35, it says that, Oh, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. That's how others will know. Oh. You know, as we said, love takes perseverance. Uh, I have a professor, and he says, if you can't, Lyle Caesar, Dr. Lyle Caesar, 
wonderful teacher, wonderful professor. And he would say, if you can't say your sermon in seven words, you don't know what you're preaching about. So I think he would be pretty proud today. I made it into three words. Love takes perseverance. Now, if anybody asks you, hey, what was the sermon about this week? You'll tell them, it's read, love takes perseverance. So we're going to practice. Love takes perseverance. It surely does. You know, and why it takes perseverance is that, you see, this world, world's GPS is set to a different destination. The autopilot is set to a different route, and the current goes, flows the other way. I just uh, went to Alaska this year. It was a wonderful trip. I enjoyed it. It was one of the bucket list items, and uh, um, my wife, along with my boys, we went up to, to see. Beautiful. You can see a picture here. This is in Mendenhall Glacier. Beautiful place. Wonderful. They said, oh, but after walking around here, he said, you got to go across the street because that's where the salmon are. You see, it was salmon season, and these fish are making their way back to the nesting grounds. And got a video of this to show you. Oh, man, you can see them. They're going, they're going upstream. You can see my son there, uh, uh, Lucas, pointing it out. And these fish travel hundreds and some of them thousands of miles to make it to their destination. They're going again. The current sends them right back and they have to come back. That's you and I. We're going against the current. We're trying to love as God has loved us. And it's hard. It's a challenge. But it shouldn't come as a surprise. In 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13, he says, Brothers and sisters, the writer says, Brothers and sisters, don't be surprised at the fiery trial that you are undertaking because it is to test you. Don't be surprised at the trials that have come along your way, the difficulties, the failure, the opposition. Jesus, a weak, poof, had a tough week right before the crucifixion. His friends ditched him. He found by himself. They take, they take him, they prosecute him for a crime he has not committed. They beat him. They mock him. They spit on him. They put a crown on his thorns for the people he was seeking to love. And finally, let's look at the verse here in Luke Finally, and when they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him and the criminals, one on the right and the other on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they not know what they are doing. Jesus was loving despite the difficulties, the failure, and the opposition. And you and I, you and I are tested every day to live that love. Now, it may not be as dramatic as being put on the cross, but we surely are tested. 
How about when you come home and you're tired? Uh, I don't want to play with the kids. How about kids? When you just want to play, but your parents told you to pick up. Ooh, that's a test right there. You're going to pick up your things. You're going to obey. A test of love. How about, how about the test? Taking the time to, ooh, uh, my wife wants to talk. We, we got to have a chat. My husband wants to talk. We got to have a chat. Are you taking the time? We're tested. So, what is your love challenge? What are the difficulties and failures and opposition that you're facing today? Ah, we're going to make it personal. You ready for this? You're going to finish this phrase. And you're not going to say it out loud, but I want you to finish it. You're going to... You're going to grab a name, you're going to put it in your head, and the Lord is going to put somebody in your, in your heart, in your mind. You ready? God has called me to love. You got it? God has called me to love. Now that person might be right next to you or somebody else that's very difficult to deal with. I got a person who God has called me to love and who and his name is I'm not telling you <laughs> no 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 I got that person that God has put that person in my heart but you have your own you know who God has called you to love despite the opposition and the difficulty how difficult this person might be who yes now I'm going to read read this and when I read this it shook me the quote by Ellen White and she says wrongs cannot be righted nor can reformations in conduct be made by a few feeble intermittent efforts by few feeble intermittent intermittent efforts oh God wants you to talk to somebody in you oh Lord uh, I'm, an, I'm an introvert. I can't talk to that person. I, I tried it once. It's not, it's not happening again. Mm-mm. No few feeble intermittent efforts. Character building is the work not of a day nor of a year, but of a lifetime. The work of lifetime. The struggle for conquest over self, for holiness and heaven, is a lifelong struggle without continual Effort, continual effort, and constant activity, perseverance. There can be no advancement in the divine life, no attainment in the victor's crown. So how do we do this? I'm going to go through these quickly. How do we get to do this? First, you got to be intentional. I love, I have a wife who is very intentional. And uh, about three years, three and a half years ago, she said, Jorge, I think that we need a mission statement for our family. What are we going to teach our boys? They need to know where we're shooting at. And so we sat together, we prayed together, we convened with the boys. What are the characteristics that we need to have? And so we came up with it. Our mission is to experience the love of God and live life abundantly. And our motto is, in this house, hopefully in your house too, 
We treat others with respect, kindness, and love. We, protect, we are true to our word. We protect each other. We trust each other. We help each other. We believe and hope that others are doing their best. We don't give up. We persevere. We look for opportunities and solution, and we live with gratitude. That's what we're hoping to live. Jesus, when he came to earth, he says, I came to save not the righteous. I came for those who are hurting. I came for the sinners. Jesus had intentionality. Where are you focusing on? Okay, we got to become indistractable. It's the second thing. It's like, oh, that's a mismatch. That's not even a word. Oh, but there is a writer, Ner Ewell. And he says that, God, man, we have these goals, but what happens is that we become distracted by one thing and another that comes our way. And we're like, oh, one, one time we're working and all of a sudden an Instagram post and you're like, oh, man, what is, what's going on? This is nice. And then you look up and it's been an hour. What's going on? This world is seeking to distract you. And sometimes it's for good things. And that's why Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, he says, all things are lawful to me. He says, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. There are some things that you're just going to have to leave by the wayside in order for you to, to meet your goal. Brian Tracy says, says, there's never enough time for everything, but there is enough time for the most important thing. Next is that you got to learn to get up again. Now, I'm going to tell you a secret. This is going to be a revelation for you. It was... a it was a shock to me when I learned this. You ready? You're not perfect. I know. It was hard. It was a hard day for me when I found that out. We're not perfect. And we're going to make mistakes. In fact, we, we make more mistakes than we want to. It's going to happen. It does happen to us. But you know what? In, in Proverbs 14, 26, it says, Ooh, the righteous, 20, sorry, 24, 16, it says, the righteous falls seven times, but the rice again. You're going to fall. You're going to fall. And in that moment where you're feeling down, you remember what Jared's saying. His strength will help us to carry on. And as Pastor Matt had in our, uh, in, in our previous series, you know the heart of God. You know the heart of Christ, the heart of Jesus. If he's for you, he's going to pick you back up. You got to find the joy. Oh, find the joy. Oh, Paul and Silas down in the dungeon. Down in the cold, dark cellar. What did they start doing? Oh, how I love Jesus. And the guards were like, what is going on with these two? In the midst of the struggle, you have to find the joy. There's a book called Grit, um, written by Angela Duckworth. And she says, you need, she puts passion and perseverance. Because that's, 
That's the recipe that goes together. You got no passion, you got no joy, you're not going to make it far. But that's why God gives us a Sabbath. He says, listen, I'm here to bring you some joy. Let's spend some time together. When you take a rest from everything, we're going to find the joy together. And last is we got to stay connected. John 15, 5. Jesus said, I am the brine, you are the branches. It says, he who remains in me bears much fruit, but apart from me you can do nothing. We can't love like Christ loved if we don't stay connected to him. And you have to find the way in which you stay connected. For me, you know, there's so many years where I grabbed my Bible, woke up, and went, you know, you, I, I tried sitting down at the, at the office and, and reading there, but I would just get distracted and I would get sleepy. I was like, this is, this is not working. So I learned to grab, uh, grab my, my, uh, my earpiece and I would grab my phone and I go walking. I go walking and let God talk to me meanwhile I walk, walking with Jesus. That's how I stay connected. You, you have to find your way in the morning, in the evening, however it works for you, we got to stay connected. I want to tell you a story. Love takes perseverance. It sure does. It sure did for my father. See, my father didn't grow up with his father. And it was difficult. At eight years old, he told uh, my grandmother, he said, I want to meet my dad. And he says, well, your uncle's going to take him. And so he took my father and um, they went to the store that was owned by my grandfather. Not far. Not far. And, my, and his uncle said, you see that man? So through the window panes, you see that man right there? That, that man is your father. I, I can even imagine. For my father has always been there for me and my brother. And, you know, I saw a picture of the house where my grandmother and my father with the three sisters, what they lived in, the best I can describe it is a shack. It was a small place. And get this. So I don't know for how long this was the situation, but when I saw that picture in the picture... No door, a sheet covering, covering the front. Meanwhile, wealthy granddad was just, just a skipping and a hop away. When I was born, my dad said, I have to apply this love thing to my father. See, there were other men, because my grandmother took dad to church. My dad learned to love, and there were other men who, who stepped in there to teach my dad how to be a man, how to, how to be there for other people, how to love like a man. I'm thankful for that. And so my dad took me, eight months old, grandfather's house, this is your grandson. And from that point on, they started a relationship. They started moving forward, and it was, it was often wasn't easy. Even my dad's, my aunt's, and that sister, they said, why are you going to visit that old man? What has he ever done for us? <sighs> a lot of hurt, a lot of pain. We moved to the States, and my dad kept on writing to his dad. 
And in 2001, he went back for an evangelistic meeting. You see a picture here um, where my dad was doing the evangelistic meeting. And at the end of the week, he invited my grandfather who attended. And at the end of the week, you're going to see here, my grandfather gave his life to Christ. Not an easy relationship. My grandfather, the last face-to-face -face conversation my grandfather had with my dad, he said, son, I'm old. You have to go back to the States. If you receive a phone call that I've died, you don't need to hurry back. You've come here, you've accomplished what you've come here to do. I've given my life to Christ. Thank you. I don't know what your relationship to the person that God has given you. But we know that it's going to take some perseverance in order for us to reflect the love of Christ. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you because you loved us first and continue to do so. And because we have received that love, we want to move forward in loving others as you have done with us in spite of our, despite the difficulties, the failure, and the opposition. We know that we will be victorious as you teach us how to love others. And so for my brothers and sisters here, together we join and we say, come, lead us, help us. In your name we pray, amen.